You're listening to the Virgin Radio Pridecast. This is Virgin Radio Pride. The next program may contain material that is distressing and listener discretion is advised. Quite a queer conversation with Carlton Wilborn and Kevin Steer. Virgin Radio Pride. Welcome to Quite a Queer Conversation with me, Kevin Stay. <laughs> and me, Carlton Wilborn on Virgin Radio Pride. This is the show where we have a whole host of questions which will be selected at random and we will answer this as openly and honestly as we possibly can. <laughs> That's what we're telling y'all. <laughs> <laughs> so Carlton. Yes. So Carlton. How do you remember how we met? We, how do we meet well, the No, I don't. Like the very first time, I do not. Do you? Well, well, that's the funny thing is that neither of us remember meeting each other, but we know we did <laughs> because we did it. We did a, a video for Herb Alpert, three o'clock jump. Yes, we and did. Going, going back to the Derek's. video footage. Yeah. Going back to the video footage. I can see both of us in the same shoot on the same job. And I don't think did we, we meet on, on each other's job? radars. Maybe we met yeah. on the job. Of that course we did. But we did. Okay. But we obviously had no like recollection. Anyways, wow. anyways, that's how old we are is that we're forgetting. That's how old we are, y'all. Y'all going to figure it out as we figure it out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, listen, um, I'm going to throw okay. uh, a, a question or two at you, Mr. Man. Okay. Um, so it, this is it. kind of fun for us. I, I've, I've never done a talk back like this. Oh, who is your ultimate gay icon? Oh my. Um, well, who's actually gay or just an icon for gays? I mean, Kevin, Kevin, I would say Kevin. <laughs> y'all, this is y'all, Kevin. I'm a Libra. It's all details exactly. Um, <laughs> let's say like how your about ultimate gay icon. I think someone like Marsha P. Johnson, you know, who, who began the Stonewall riots or Mm, or like Harvey nice. Milk, or like Harvey, like more political side, I think. Okay. Okay. Yeah. How about you? How about you, Carlton? Ultimate gay icon for me would be uh, Bayard Ruspin. Am I getting his name right? I, I I jack it up often. Hang on a second, because it's a really he's a really important figure, and I don't know why I always get it screwed. By, I don't even know that name. Yeah, he actually was the sole uh, sort of quintessential person who helped get the initial uh, big, huge speech when Martin Luther King spoke, right? And had his big address, mm. that whole mm. Washington movement, right? Mm. Um, he was the guy that, that really brought all that together. And what's amazing about it is that he was a fully... We're talking, you know, in the 60s, in the 50s and 60s, late. He was a fully open, somewhat flaming gay dude that was merged in with politicians out wow. and led this whole thing. I always thought that the Martin Luther King big speech that he did with all the people standing around was an event of his that people came to. No, oh. he was an invited speaker that Bayard put together. He was one up. Wow. And it happened to be his moment that blew him up. Yeah. Powerful man. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah Changed yeah. the world. Wait, because I need to get this right because I told you I screwed up. Bayard Rustin. It's not Penn. It's Rustin. Bayard Rustin. Bayard Rustin. Yeah. Look him up, y'all. Look him up, y'all. Get educated. Exactly. Get educated. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm, I'm scrolling questions. <laughs> um, oh, oh, here's a great one. 
Is there a, a, a piece of choreography that you worked on that you hated? I feel like there's been so many, but I've pushed them into the back of recesses of my mind. <laughs> <laughs> because um, you hated it or because how bad you were doing it? <laughs> hopefully because how much I hated it, not because of how badly I was doing it. I think... Uh, there were probably some sort of Disney-esque things where I was like a toy soldier or, or when I'm, or, oh, there was a, there was a gig where I had to do the Nutcracker, but I'm not really a ballet, ballet dancer. So I'm really trying hard to like really right. keep the form and like represent for all of, all of dance and proper ballet training. And I just wasn't in that space. I'd been taking hip hop all the time. And I was like, now wow. I have to do ballet, like now. I think wow. it would probably be one of one of those moments, yeah. <laughs> gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay, right on. I automatically go right to the dishy questions. Why? Um, <laughs> without telling us without telling us any names, tell us about the worst encounter you've had with an artist. Well, I would say that that artist was a director, actually. Um, mm. Yeah, I, I never really had crazy experiences with an actual talent person, like the front person. Um, but I was working on a music video. This was back in the day. Um, and, you know, I mean, I, I, as Carlton, have always been pretty outspoken, you know, about <laughs> what I like and what I don't like. And, and so, so I'm working on this video. I can't remember exactly what happened other than the fact that this director was just talking to people the wrong way in that way that we know where, you know, oftentimes for those of you that don't know the world and entertainment at scale, you know, dancers as highly as they are commercially celebrated, oftentimes on the back end, they are treated as if they're children. Literally, boys and girls come forward and was like, we're grown as people, you know. So anyway, he was speaking to people the wrong way. And I just was like, I am not going to do this. Somebody needs to tell him, shift his tone, or I'm sitting in the dressing room until he comes and apologizes. And I did. And I waited. And I waited. And then a producer came and said that they were going to talk to him. And I was like, I've been here about an hour and I'm giving it this much more time and I will go home. Mm. And then he came and apologized and we carried on with the day. So that would be my experience. Carlton, thank you for being a stand for the rights and, and of, of all of our community and for respect for our community. Thank you. you. Know, I mean, I guess. Thank you. Thank you for saying that. I mean, it just feels kind of like how I've always... You know, I mean, I grew up again on the south side of Chicago and there was just a part of me that brought that don't take from nobody thing like that has just carried me into my career. And, you yeah. know, I was, I th you know, because sometimes like I, I look at, you know, chicken or the egg, right? Like, was I given the ability to, did I become sort of a fierce young kid? Like, 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 did life turn me into that, that carried me into my adult life? Or was I designed to be that? Got me in some trouble, y'all. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> but I was taking a stand for what I believe. <laughs> you know, I mean, when I first met you, you know, you were really, I mean, there wasn't that huge of an age difference between us, but I, I just, mm -mm. any age difference, even a year or two felt like decades. So mm -hmm. I, I, even with just the few years older than me, it always seemed like you had this lifetime of adulthood in your soul, in your heart that you always represented and that you always shared with everybody. 
How about your answer to that question? Uh, oh, well, <laughs> so I'm on a gig and, uh, David LaChapelle had said, oh, you really have to meet this person. They'll love, they'll love you and you'll love them. You guys are to get along great. And mm -hmm. so finally I'm working with them and their album had just come out and, and we're on rehearsal. We're on, we were shooting. She hadn't been there. We we're shooting with many other people and it just happened to be shooting with her that day. And she's standing right in front of us. Oops, is it she? <laughs> don't go um, too far. I don't go too far. And we're in rehearsal for the longest time. And of course we're literally you know, a foot and a half from each other. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't help but acknowledge there's somebody right in front of you and exactly. be social and nice. And, and all of us as dancers, we're so family that we're like, well, oh, welcome to our family. Like, it's right. so nice. To, so nice to meet you. So I actually go out of my way. And I was like, I was like, hi, your album is so good. I'm, I'm, I'm so proud of you. That's fantastic. Good for you. I'm, I'm Kevin. And, um, she kind of looks to the side, looks to the side and then kind of looks up, like rolls her eyes and like, size hmm. i'm like I don't, wow. I don't need to talk to you i don't need to talk to you i don't care of, like i wow. respect you sure but sure, not sure. so much anymore it was just so <laughs> inappropriate and rude and then i thought maybe she's just having a bad day look i give excuses for everybody maybe she's having a bad day you never know what's going on in the background maybe she's you know upset or sick or something and some guy she knew showed up and she's like, Oh, hi. She jumped around and bounced and smiling mm. and laughing. And I was like, Oh, so you wow. Okay. <laughs> right. Yeah. I see. I see how you are. And then yeah. the next time I saw her, she actually didn't see me first. I saw her first and actually had to help her walk across a grate in her heels. And so I reached out my hand and she, and she looks up and then retracts her hand as I'm wow. trying to just help her. I'm like just being, wow courteous yeah. and trying to like help her along the great i was like wow it, i don't know if this is personal or if this is just <laughs> with people she doesn't know but i was like this is inappropriate for an artist especially but, when the most amazing people i know are the most humble and sure. the, with longevity they're the most humble they're the sweetest most grateful people uh, that i've ever that i've ever worked with the most famous ones truly absolutely who's a good role model today Oh, who's a good role model today for me? Um, or the community, the LGBT sure, or the... Yeah. Sure, sure. I don't know that there's a single person that's, that is the main role model. I think uh, what I tend to follow are the phoenixes, mm. you know, those mm. that uh, got knocked down and figure out a way to rise back up. And, mm. you know, those can, those that can turn dirt to gold, you know, mm. um, those are the role models for me. And they resurface all the time. Sometimes it is a person with a big name. Sometimes it's a person mm -hmm. that we hear of, you know, in the mm -hmm. news it, from the neighborhood, mm -hmm. you know, and that's just incredibly moved. And I, and I'm grateful that I can let myself be activated and be stirred mm. by, you know, and a mixed bag of folks down to children. You know, I let children guide me and inspire me. I think it's more, more important than having a specific role model to continually look at and go, that's my guide. I think it's more important to constantly be in the process of looking for the gold. Like you just said, looking for the gold, because that can happen at any level. It could be Obama. It could be some guy in Venezuela helping right. people buy houses. You know, yes. it's, 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 it's our responsibility to look for the gold and search it out. Absolutely. Find, find listen, your role models. Listen, the other day, there was a woman in the bank. Prime example. 
that has shifted me. I was at the teller. She was having a conversation with an employer from the bank. Apparently, she had tried to use the ATM. Her card got chewed up in, inside and she didn't get it. I literally was halted and had to like turn in her direction and stare at her because there was a way that she was just a peaceful yes to everything that he was saying. So, you know, we might not be able to have anybody get back there for the next five, six hours. Oh, okay. And then after we do, it might not work something, something. Oh, okay. Never did she have any animation. Justifiably, she could have been like, really, mm-hmm. it's going to be that long? I need something. She just- Outrage, upset. Yeah. Something. And I looked at her and I was like, how is she doing that? Because I can be mm. quickly triggered you know, with impatience. I'm very impatient often. And I'm trying, you know, I've been in the process of working on that. So I'm aware of it. So that kind of person for that, for this season of my life, this happened probably two weeks ago. She's never left. I've continued to share the story with friends. That's a role model for me. You help me get Mm -hmm. from point A to point Z. I consider you a role model. If you could work with anyone (laughs) at this point, who would it be? Um, you. At this point, <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> okay, that would be fun, actually. What can we totally. do? Totally. What can we do together? We're doing this. I know, right? radio. Let's do more of this. Um, I would say, you know, who I really, really love and admire is FKA Twigs. I Ooh. really dig what she does. FKA Twigs. I don't know who that is. Well, you better learn. <laughs> Go find FKA out. Freaking amazing. FK Twigs is uh, she was is a she used to be a dancer in the UK actually, okay. uh, and then moved moved into music. And uh, you've, you've I'm sure you've seen images of her around. Her music yeah. doesn't play as much around that you wouldn't you wouldn't hear it necessarily all over the radio or anything. But but good lord, visually, you know, talent wise, her her sound, her ear, her expression. What would you want to do? It's so so powerful. Anything, <laughs> you know. It's like you know. I have a couple of people that I'm like, anything you want, like Sheila E. Anything you want, anytime wow. ever, okay. I will do for you. Like I, I just want to be a part of that creative process. Yeah, cool. Yeah, she inspires me a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How about you? I was I was about to do a curving around investigation, and then it really came clear to me because I've been. She's been on my list for a number of years. Pink. I want to work with Pink. Mm. Yeah. I want to work with Pink yeah, yeah. In, in some form. Um, and yeah, I mean, I just think that she is, uh, you know, obviously I love her boldness. I love her richness. But one of the things that really got me was an episode of Punked that I saw. Mm. And she was getting punked. And they <laughs> had done some shit outside her house. And I think they were moving boxes or something. I can't remember. It was years ago when punk was happening, y'all. Google it. It's some good TV. Um, <laughs> and she, re- she, she sat down on her little step in the front of her house with no tood, and she just waited. And she just mm. waited, and it was just like, oh, you are real bad. <laughs> that full control of yourself, and you ain't let nothing swing you that you know is not making sense to you. And that in and of itself was a lesson for me to grab. Just because folks throw some stuff at you for you to get into and get ignited by, you don't have to own it because they present it. And she sat on that so well. And she was like, clearly this is not something that I know anything about. 
So I'm just going to wait until it calms down. <laughs> I was like, I'll be hoping. And that's usually the only power anyone really has over us is how we choose to react and respond. One that's power. really the only power that most people, most people have. And I, I don't even know that I would, ha- <laughs> I, I, I would love to work. I would, I would love to work with pink. I want to hang out with pink. Right. <laughs> I just want to hang out that. with her. Like she, what a groovy chick. Like I really, totally. well, God, you know, just, I mean, our, our kind of a working with somebody does involve that you're hanging out with them. Right. So absolutely. Yes, true. Yeah, totally. True. Totally. And we can talk about this. And yeah, no, she's badass. <laughs> Hi, Pink. Carlton right. Wilborn, just so you know. Yo, yo. We, we look good together. Anyway, go ahead. Kevin and Carlton, <laughs> we book, we bookend. <laughs> right, right, right. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it back to what oh. this month is really about. Oh. What does pride mean to you? Oh, great question. What does pride mean to me in relation to this month? is a rightful, necessary movement of being free and mm-hmm. in the action of enrolling people to accept it. Mm-hmm. That's what pride mm-hmm. is. Beautiful. Yeah. I don't, I mean, yeah. I, I get the celebration of pride, but I do also, and I've never really thought this till now, so that's a great question, um, that it is also intended to be an activation mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right um it's a space it's a, it's a free space it's a free for space yourself and others. I mean, it's an activation for the people that are on the receiving end for the audience and the watchers in the you know it's, it's to say here we are and this is the thing and we are to be it's not just i'm mm-hmm. doing it but this is what i want you to accept and mm-hmm. so I love that. Um, I wish that I had caught up to pride sooner in my life. Um, I, I truly didn't, you know, when we were on the road and, and you guys went to the whole pride thing in New York, I dodged it like yeah. bullets, dodged yeah. it. Y'all I dodged yeah. it on purpose. I was like, I do not. Well, but also the HIV thing was underneath it at the time. And I was mm-hmm. like, I can't get close yeah. to that. And you know, mm-hmm. have somebody ask a question. I'm in hiding. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? So, but, you know, you know, I mean, listen, it's one of the reasons that Jose and Lewis have been so powerful in my life in ways that I'm only now realizing because I, I, I did a, a pretty big thing with them switching, you know, from Jose and, uh, Jose and Lewis from our blonde ambition. Oh, sorry. With yes, yes, yes. Jose and Lewis <laughs> extravaganza uh, and uh, legendary icons. Yeah, yeah. They're fantastic. But, you know, the way that they were in their prideness, they were full steam in their prideness when we were on the road for the blonde ambition tour. And I couldn't stand it. It was freaking me out. Dudes and pearls and what's going on I was like, <laughs> and just loud in arms with portabra all the time and it's like what is going on <laughs> to now be realizing what a genius gift mm-hmm. they were and that i missed mm. you know yeah. and so now i feel like i probably live my life the most you know from a pride space um so that's my long-winded answer. I'm going to ask you this question. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no, this is good. 
three moments that changed your life version. This has been so amazing. How great, Kevin. Isn't this awesome to be on this platform? <laughs> I love it. All right. Um, one, moving from Oregon to Milwaukee. I was in a sort of a liberal, very white town of Eugene, Oregon, um, where I was like one of like two ethnic kids that I knew of and mm. very good, very good schooling. And I moved to Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and it was inner city. There were gangs in my middle school of all places. It was an eye opener. And at the time, I, I hated it. I was like so angry and upset. And now I look back and all it does for me is show me this big example of privilege mm. and the the opportunities that I had available to me that gave me a leg up beyond all of these kids here who did not have those advantages that I had. Sure. It gives me like such a relatedness to to my advan my privilege and advantage over others. Number two, move, moving to Singapore to go to school. <laughs> complete oh. sh complete shift, complete shift of of identity of, of like, and finally suddenly seeing people that look like me. And suddenly I was like, wait, there's actually other people. I don't, I'm not an alien. Um, mm -hmm. Third would be uh, taking uh, going with my father to China. Oh yeah, and going back back to discover our family's past and my history really only to discover that I am not, I'm not Chinese in the way I thought I was Chinese. I'm not, a, I'm not Chinese in a, in a fantasy way. What does that mean? Meaning like, well, I went thinking I'm Chinese, I'm going to China, I'm going to see my people and my family. And when I got there, it was like, everybody looked at me like an alien. I, I, I couldn't fit in anywhere. Mm. Taxis would not even stop for me. I had to hide behind a building for my father to hail a cab and then for me to come out from behind the building to get him a cab. Because you were That's American? how foreign, yeah. That's wow. how foreign I was to what I was thinking was my ancestral home and my people. And wow. they did not look at me at all like that. And then even culturally, I I approached it like a freaking Caucasian old dude who's coming into like, oh my God, look at this. Isn't this funny? Isn't that interesting? Isn't that neato? Like, look mm -hmm. how funny, how weird that is. Look at that odd spelling of blah, blah, blah. And it was very... It was it was funny, but then looking back at it, I'm like, oh, I'm really being disrespectful. A, mm. B, I'm coming from a I'm coming from a very outsider point of view. I'm just observing. I'm not participating. I'm not understanding, and I'm not I'm not relating at all on, on a on a real level. It took a long time for me to really get, you know, the the validity of this culture that I assumed would be mine. Three moments to change my life. I mean, three moments to change my life. Um, me being sexually abused really changed my life um, mm -hmm. because it taught me like how to not honor somebody's body. Like mm -hmm. that's what he was doing. And um, then it taught me to, you know, because it started when I was eight years old and it went until I was 13 every summer. And then... I watched myself stand up to him. And that was the last time when I was 13. And I said, mm -hmm. I want to go back home to Chicago. So that me standing up to him, that whole cycle was something that really changed my life. It got me to see my fight for myself. So that was it. Next moment that really changed my life. I think my dance, how I became a dancer, Diane Brooks. Diane Brooks, mm -hmm. again, as soon as I got back to Chicago, my mom ran into my high school teacher, Carlton's back. How do we get him to a better school than the crazy school in the neighborhood? And Carolyn Curry introduced me to a woman named Diane Brooks who ran the arts department, ran the dance division at 
the magnet school that I ended up graduating from. And she didn't know me from anywhere. She took it. She just took me under her wing, said that she would uh, teach me the audition piece that I would have to do to audition for the school in the fall. She worked with me for six weeks. I didn't know this woman from nothing, dude. And I, and so, you know, her being that sort of angel was something that really changed my life. Um, number three, this visit that I just came back from with my dad, talk about the dad thing, talk about the dad thing. Um, you know, my birthday, for those of you that don't know, was May 29th and my dad's birthday is May 31st. So last week I was in Georgia and I uh, got to meet his new wife, Gail. And that was, I had not met her. They've been together like seven, eight years, I think. And that was amazing. But, you know, my track with my dad was, has been so weaving and curious and curious. Wasn't a fan of him. Wasn't a stand for him, you know, for a multitude of reasons that don't matter today, Kevin, exactly as you said, exactly as you said, I don't give yeah. about what happened back then. The dude is a human. He's showing me mad love yeah. right now. You know, he's got his people showing me mad love right now. He's doing the best he can be. He's 88 years old. How about your goddamn love on him? Oh, how fun was this? This was super fun. Totally. I need this kind of conversation in my life, truly. So listen, truly, guys, truly. thank you so much for being a part of our quite a queer conversation with us here on Virgin Radio Pride. Again, I'm Carlton. And I'm Kevin Stay. 